If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. to another football to the max as we are here with uh, the Monday night game having ended a couple of hours ago and what do you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are able to lose another game by something silly this time a I mean look let's not kid ourselves a 54 yard field goal is not a joke that is a very difficult kick to make uh you know perhaps if the Referee hadn't stumbled trying to place the ball. They might have had a shot at getting another playoff. But, you know, there's the also not having timeouts thing. So if they don't throw it to the sideline, you're screwed there as well. So who knows, Eric. But this is probably a lot closer than a lot of people thought it would be. I think people were expecting Atlanta to come in and route Tampa Bay. and That's certainly not what happened. Yeah, I mean, first of all, what would you rather have? The referee stumble or the referee use an index card? Pick your poison. Hey, at least the index card isn't uh, costing them anything, right? This is true, and not to mention the fact that for a Tampa Bay team 4-9, yes, Jameis Winston is still using these last couple of games to make a run at the record books. But let's face it, they were kind of doomed from the start. And losing defensive linemen after linebacker after player after player after player, kudos to them for having a super thin defense the last 20 minutes, but still giving themselves a chance to win. Yeah, both teams had really thin defenses here. Uh, on this, in this game, Tampa Bay, if they would have been able to stop somebody, might have had a better chance in this one. But for 
you know, the Falcons did what they do, even without Julio Jones being a big factor in this one. It was really just Matt Ryan finding who he needed to and, uh, you know, Devontae Freeman doing his thing. Yeah, and, and if you got to give Tampa Bay credit. They did get the one stop that they needed, the big third and nine where they sacked him, which gave them the ability to drive down the field. And, you know, as much crap as Jameis Winston's kind of gotten this season, he this was a pretty good game for him. Yeah, it was. Three touchdowns, and he was guiding coverage, especially on the play to Humphreys, where he was signaling him, move over, move over, I got you, and he did. And also another element, Tampa Bay matched their physicality. Freeman had a big run where he bowled someone over, so did Sims. He had another big run where someone just gets almost gang-tackled, then O.J. Howard makes a big play. So it, this was a very good and what you would expect from a divisional game. Yeah, Peyton Barber's fumble, I thought, was really where it turned because they were driving. They are at the, like, what was it? They are in the red zone at that point. You'd think that they are probably going to score. And then Barber fumbles. That opens things up for Atlanta to keep having those 10-point leads. And, you know, if they'd score and they're able to keep it closer, it's a much different game. But, yeah, this is one of those where sometimes the just the better team shines through. I think, you know, you're letting Freeman get 126 yards and a touchdown. He's also your leading pass catcher as well. So it, I mm-hmm. guess you got to give him credit for stifling uh, Sanu and and Jones on that one, but teams very offensive, uh, pretty much pretty close the whole game. I just, I think it's still sometimes you know you go oh Tampa Bay has nothing to play for they're going to lay down here and they didn't and they they made it a tough game. Atlanta survives to go to nine and five, still chasing, still could win the division if things go the right way. They could still wind up out of the playoffs as well. And in fact, all of these. Uh, teams in the NFC South have nothing locked up yet. They all have to win one more game at least. And the thing is that they all kind of they all play each other. Falcons play the Panthers and Saints. Uh, Saint, you know, so it's it's going to be a rough one, I think, for for all these teams. Uh, Saints get the I guess easier one where they play the Bucks at the end, but, but nothing. Is sealed yet. It should be a fun one for the NFC South, of course, also because this has a lot of playoff implications everywhere for the NFC in the in those last two spots. Absolutely, because I mean, let's face it: if Atlanta somehow pulls off a miracle, wins out, takes the division, then you've got Carolina and New Orleans locked up and fighting for those wild cards potentially. So all of a sudden, these teams like Cowboys, like the Lions, like the Seahawks, that's one extra hurdle that they have to deal with where they don't have too many advantages. Yeah, certainly not. And, uh, you know, Carolina plays the Bucks next week on Christmas Eve, and that will be 
an interesting one as far as, uh, let's say the Panthers lose. Panthers have everything to play for as well, along with the Falcons in in that one. And then the Saints would obviously be playing the Bucks at the end uh, as well. So this is going to be an all-NFC South showdown the next two weeks to see who gets in to those wildcard spots and if it's not a whole all NFC South going in. Uh, that could be a possibility as well. Uh, just about three of the four teams would be going in and potentially two of them facing each other again wildcard weekend. Yeah, I, I think the Lions are the only team that might have a say in that depending on you know, what they do in, in their final games. Uh, it's, you know, they could potentially be playing a Packers team without Aaron Rodgers, and they play the Bengals next week. So uh, this is uh, – they've got a nice road potentially uh, for the Lions to to get to the playoffs if things can roll their way. But right now it's, it's all to play for in the NFC South, and the Falcons made it uh, a closer thing with their – Big win here for Monday night. I guess since we're already on the Carolina train, uh, the Panthers did have that battle with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and and they came up the winners. Greg Olson, I predicted he would have that game where he finally reaffirmed himself as the one of the lead dogs for the Panthers. Had himself a big game. Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions. Unlike him at all. You know, sometimes you can't come back and and perform miracles. And that was the case here for Rodgers. Three interceptions took 12 hits. And even Coach McCarthy said, hey, after this one, yeah, he's a little bit sore. So... He, he did say he wasn't going to come in and save the team, although, let's face it, he pretty much was. Just, unfortunately, he couldn't. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he tried for everything. Uh, you know, Thomas Davis is also going to be out for the next two games because he had a nasty hit on Devontae Adams that was ridiculously uncalled for, uh, honestly. And... I, I think, look, you got to hand it to the Panthers, right? They're, they were tested here. I think a lot of people were, were expecting, okay, this is the game where they've been surging and they're going to go right back to where they were, but the Packers really didn't have an answer for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they didn't have an answer for Newton, honestly, either. It's That defense did not come in to give the Panthers any problems, and they, they really rolled by him. They did. I was surprised, but they came out, asserted their dominance early. They had nice work mixing in Christian McCaffrey. He had, I believe, 120 scrimmage yards Something on the day. There. Yeah, so it was just this dynamic offense, and Julius Peppers, Climbing up those sack totals, now fourth all-time. One of only four players to have ten seasons of double-digit sacks. I mean, he really sealed it at the end. 
Yeah, he did. Uh, former Packer as well. So going against his old team uh, to, to get that one. It's surprising that Randall Cobb wound up being the leading receiver. Most of it on that big, long uh, catch and run that he got for the touchdown. Uh, Jordy Nelson still not been able to be a big factor uh, for the Packers much. They really didn't have much of a run game that that, that hurts them as well. But really with six out is you have four turnovers to the Panthers, none. That's going to lose you a game every time. Easily, just too easily. And on the times to where you can't even convert key opportunities, even though you're not getting any turnovers, it was just not going to add up to be the Packers' day. Certainly not, and the Panthers got even, uh, I don't know if this is worse news or good news or whatever you want to call it. You know, you know you're missing Thomas Davis, one of your leaders on defense for the last two games of the season that matter a lot right now. And then your owner. Yeah, the news comes out that he's being investigated. First it was by the team. Now the NFL has taken over the investigation of workplace misconduct, which seems like every person in power almost is now being investigated for some kind of workplace misconduct, harassment, sexual assault, whatever. You know, different. Uh, it's different for various people, but another guy that is having to deal with this, and now you have a female in uh, Tina Becker, who's going to be the COO for the Panthers until the team is sold. Well, 19 years as the owner. And, mm-hmm. and it, what's really interesting is this isn't just a sexual harassment or workplace misconduct along those lines. There were, and reading a lot of the stories, not just sexual undertones to his behavior but very racial undertones as well and oh yeah i remember he had the i think in various interviews he had questioned he would question the guys getting drafted in a very weird way right so he did that and the whole situation came out about the truth behind cam newton and tattoos and now not only do you have a woman in charge and tina becker but you have people coming out in P. Diddy leading the charge saying that he wants to buy the team. And he's drumming up a lot of interest via Twitter. Steph Curry, Colin Kaepernick, so many that are wanting to be in this ownership group. So really, in his sense, it would be a double whammy. Hi, ironic. It would be that Steph Curry would be sitting there paying checks to the <laughs> players while he's still playing. Well, I mean, <laughs> he can afford some of it, chipping a little bit of that big contract he's got. No, I, I agree with you, but I think it's I just think it's ironic that a current mm-hmm. player in a different sport would be signing checks for an NFL player <laughs> while he is still going on the court every day and playing. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure Diddy would be handling most of that. Also, Colin Kaepernick trying to get in there and get his name involved uh how ironic that would be as well no owners would sign him so he's gonna go be an owner himself is that how that's gonna work 
No, and uh, what would be funny, could he pull a George Hallis and be owner and player? You know, yeah, he could be maybe. out there backing up Cam Newton. Oh, I mean, would he ever play, though, because Cam hardly gets injured. So, uh, And even then, we've seen Cam, <laughs> other than like a concussion or something like that, I mean, we've seen Cam, even when he's hurt, go out there and play. So, yeah, You could put in a special package. <laughs> what is Colin Kaepernick going to be able to run that Cam can't? I don't know. Just, just uh, don't, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the worst... Well, I mean, it's great for if Cam goes down, you can run a lot of the same things other than Cam, you know, is a bigger dude. But I, I just, I, it's the worst as far as, like, ever feeling you're going to get a shot because there's not even a reason for you to get a package because Cam does everything you can do. So, yeah, I, beyond, beyond that, th- this is a a weird story. It could be a distraction for the team. It's going to be talked about now a lot because Panthers are in playoff contention and very well could be in the playoffs. So then you got that issue as well. That's going to come up in every freaking interview, every mm-hmm. press conference is going to. That's going to be a question. And and you know the reporters have to ask those questions even if it becomes redundant because that's that's what you're supposed to do. But yeah, it's. It's kind of an unfortunate situation right now where the Panthers are in the limelight and they're in there for the right and wrong reasons. Yeah, this, I mean, the good news is this could go away as far as with impacting on a post-game level in a few weeks. The bad news is it's a few weeks. Right. Uh, So we had a lot of situations uh, this week. You could call it the NFL Controversy Week where lots of things... You had a lot of blowouts as well, but mm-hmm. you, you also had close games that were decided by officiating uh, decisions. Two of those very uh, important to the playoff race, one of them being the, the game of the year or whatever, and, and it did live up to the billing for the most part. Uh, in the Patriots and Steelers, coming down to the Steelers able to what looks like get a touchdown and get the win mm-hmm. off a Jesse James catch, but then it is reviewed and it's ruled not a catch because he did not complete the process of the catch because oh, the and ball a, moved. And there's new terminology for that. It's not... He didn't complete the process of the catch because he did not, and this is the actual quote, survive the ground. Oh, that's been a thing they've used various times now this season. He I haven't heard it until now. Yeah, oh, and I forgot to mention in the Panthers game, I, I meant to talk about it, I forgot. You had the touchdown that I think wound up being the one that put them to go ahead by Darius Bird with... One butt cheek is in and one butt cheek is out, but mm-hmm. one butt cheek equals two feet, so it doesn't matter if the other one's out. That's the kind of stuff that you need to just either wipe that crap away or simplify it. That what That's what bothers me the most about anything. Like, I can understand the whole a knee equals two feet, 
But then there was another one, I don't remember which game it was, where it's like, oh, the fingertips in his hand count as a foot or something. So he's in. And it's like, why do we have all these different terminologies for what a catch is? Can we not just have one definition and it's, okay, it's his whole body is inbounds. And if there's a part of his body that's out of bounds before the the feet touch the ground, it's done. If when he's coming down and he has part of his butt in and part of it's not in, it's out. It's not a touchdown. I mean, I, it's, this is just so ridiculous to me that it's 2000, about to be 2018 and we still can't figure out what a catch is in this league. Well, go all the way back to the genesis of this with the Calvin Johnson catch. And the very next week, Des Bryant. So blame the officials and how they called those two catches. And that just snowballed to what we have now. Yeah, it's very unfortunate for the Steelers. I mean, look, they're still going to go to the playoffs. They clinch the NFC North, but this determines whether you get the number one seed or not. You know, if the Patriots go on and and win their last two games, so or, or win another game, really, so eh, they'd have to win their last two. Well, if the Steelers don't lose, well, not just if the Steelers don't lose. Remember, the Jaguars are still in contention for home field. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to win. Well, but still, <laughs> the the whole point here is that. This this was a big game for the Steelers, you know. Absolutely. Mike Tomlin had had talked this up. Uh, you think that the Steelers are finally going to get by them, and then you have it end on controversy, and obviously not the first time the Patriots had a game end in controversy. So, <laughs> but it was the right call, right? I mean, by the rule, that's what <laughs> you're supposed to do. Yeah, by the rule, it was a little what you were supposed to do. Not to mention. They had a chance to win it again, thanks to, even with that catch, no catch, what have you, you still had even the play leading up to that, Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, shades of the Super Bowl much? Yeah, the fake spike. I don't know, for me in that situation, you go with the... I guess I can understand from his perspective of, okay, let's see if we can catch him off guard, number one. Number two, our defense hasn't been stopping them. Yeah, you saw Gronk on that final drive for the Patriots that made the score what it was. Nobody could stop him, mainly because they decided we're not going to double cover Gronk, which is weird. Like, let's single cover with this small safety, a huge guy that all he does is catch. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever the way the Steelers want to roll with this, yeah, you know, it's hard because that's in hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. But you just I, 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 you I, have I to could, go for the field goal there. I, I couldn't understand it either, and you're absolutely right. And the fact that the defense was screaming, fades, 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 so you know that is out. So, and with One, what, the defense knew because they practiced it as well. Yeah, so it's just, and what Big Ben said didn't help matters post-game, so it's just like, oh, 
God. Just, oh, yeah, he didn't own it, and it looks bad. And, eh, you know, it, people, it, you gotta, you gotta think that the whole controversy doesn't help matters as far as feeling like, oh, well, we wouldn't have needed that if this happened. So, mm-hmm. whatever it is, the Steelers do clinch the NFC North, the Patriots clinch the AFC East. It all comes down to winning your next two games to see where you're at. But the Patriots have been incredible, you know, this year and and just continuing to. We said it right when they lost to the Dolphins. Watch them come back and win this game, and and they. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly what they did. We picked them to win, so it was just like. Uh, it was another day at the office. The other game that had several points of contention here, the Sunday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys go in and the definition of escape has never been more appropriate (laughs) than for Dallas to go and by literally the edge of a football going in and going through the end zone for a touchback, the Cowboys win. Uh, for me, I thought they should have just went ahead and tried to go for it on the fourth and goal and make sure you get a touchdown. I wasn't too sold on the field goal because of the way that they had, you know, the Raiders had really picked it up in the second half. I was scared to death that, you know, they were going to bungle it and just let them go in and score. And you had the situation with the the fourth and one with the index card. Now, I did hear that one time there was a referee who used a credit card to measure in that situation. Maybe Gene Steratore should have done that. <laughs> I don't think it matters there. Either way, it was it was barely barely a first down by I mean, it you know, looked barely like it was short. They were also leaning the first down marker. So mm-hmm. if they would have stood it straight, perhaps it would have been. But we're we're talking about like semantics here at that point. It all becomes moot, really, because Derek Carr... Now, granted, I think that rule is very... It's the right call, but the rule is too... uh, You know, after thinking it over, I thought that, okay, if you get a safety on the other end, Mm -hmm. then it should be... You should get something for the ball going out of the end zone the other way. But perhaps the way that they have it is just it's too severe. Maybe mm-hmm. if you have it actually be a touchback, but they keep possession. So you it goes back to the 20-yard line, and you lose right. the down. So whatever down you were in, you know, for the the Raiders, at that, at that point it would have been, okay, I guess it's still first down. And it would have been first down and goal from the 20. Instead of, oh, well, the Cowboys just won because it's a touchback and they only have one timeout. 
So, but but either way, for me, like Derek Carr, this rule is is old. Like well, this rule's been around. Why are you? You're a quarterback. Why are you running all the way to the pot? You could have just gone out of bounds. You already got the first down. Correct. Absolutely correct. And if you don't get the touchdown, you still kick a 20-yard field goal. I mean, Even with the Vecchio. I mean, again, I completely agree. But with this one, you didn't want to necessarily play for overtime like with the Steelers or Patriots. You want to try to win right there right now with big playoff implications. I mean, kudos to the guy for giving some effort, but this could have ended a lot better. Got to give Jeff Heath credit, too, for making the hit that made yeah. Carr have to think about it. So, Yeah, and, and Jason Witten, even after the game, Heath was the first guy that they tracked down. I mean, come on, kicking extra points, making key tackles. I, I, I better see his name somewhere on that NFC Pro Bowl roster. Yeah, he should be. Uh, another guy that should be is Chris Jones with the fake punt, fake run punt. Uh, that dude has been one of the best players for the Cowboys all season with his great punts that he does, knocking teams down to, like, you know, where they're in bad field goal range. And then he does that, too. He had another uh, fake punt where he passed the ball that got called back before. So, that man is uh, doing it all. The trickeration <laughs> artist. Yeah, trickeration artist for him. <laughs> I just, uh, I, this was not a good game for, for Dallas at all. I, other than Des Bryant coming up big at the end, uh, Dak Prescott didn't look good. Uh, the receivers could not get separation again. This is a bad Raiders secondary, and they still can't get separation. It's going to be so – if the Cowboys all of a sudden are such a different team when Zeke is in next week, it's going to be crazy to to imagine, like, you know, why why is Zeke not in the MVP conversation if the Cowboys look so much different when he's in there if they do happen to to look that way, Uh, considering this is not the Legion of Boom Seahawks, but – well, I mean, it, go, it, it goes like this. If you give Z, or if you give Dak any sort of run game, doesn't matter who it is, but if you give him a run game, he will still win you many more games than you lose at quarterback. That's all he asks for and all he really needs. Hmm. So... Even without Zeke, if you have some sort of running back, okay, this is still a good team. Look at what happened when they got their run game together. They won three in a row. Now, granted, Zeke does make them better. You get to score multiple touchdowns potentially from that running game that you normally wouldn't, but it's not like he's the be-all, end-all. No, but uh, he is much different than Alfred Morse. The way he runs, he will get you yards when you think you don't you don't have a chance at getting yards. I, I agree so. there. I do agree there. 
And he has the the whole ability of being able to take it to the house at any moment as well, which we saw plenty of last year. Uh, you know, who I'll always remember the Steelers game where he's packed in there and then bam, hole right through and the Cowboys win because of him. So I it's going to be a big game also because the Seahawks are still in playoff contention if they, they ever to win. They knock the Cowboys out at that point. So, you know. It's another do-or-die game for for – they've been playing all these do-or-die games. Yeah, uh, they, they, they got to play one been, more. They've basically been in the playoffs since, like, what, before Thanksgiving? <laughs> right. Or, well, after Thanksgiving because they, they knew they were taking that loss. Yeah, but, I mean, and, and at this point, you've got a little bit of an advantage because now you're facing something of a demoralized Seahawks team because, oh, dear Lord, did I whiff. Yeah, that was that was something. I told you the Rams would win. I didn't think they would win like that. And uh, what was really humiliating was to end it, the last score of the game, a safety. <laughs> Because why well, not, right? Yeah, well, at least I still... It sums won. up that game, pretty much, though. Yeah, I, at least I won my fantasy semifinal, so it's like, you know what? I'll take it. Well, the game that I told you, or we talked about, could be very interesting because a certain Jimmy Garoppolo is playing quarterback. The Titans go and fall 25-23 to in a game that they really needed... Because their schedule is not good coming up. And they go and look, you got to give credit to Marcus Mayota in that offense. They went down the field. They got the field goal they needed. And then you give Garoppolo enough time on the clock. He goes right down the field. Goodwin, Kettle, the guys work it down. Robbie Gould, who's been really good this season. God, I wish I had to build him as part of my daily fantasy. Oh, that would have been epic. (sighs) And Jimmy G with 381 yards, a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin goes over 100 yards receiving. And the 49ers are still undefeated with him as quarterback. And the Titans now 8-6. They're still okay in the AFC, you know, the the playoff race, but you, your schedule is uh, awful. You got the Rams and the Jaguars. Yes, they're both at home, but you got the Rams and the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Those are really tough teams you're playing. Yeah. And you and, could easily get blown out in both of them. And keep in mind... If you don't beat the Rams, you have no chance. You have to win both. And the Jaguars have to lose Week 16. Well, that's for for the division. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking about even the wild card. They're going to have a problem. Oh, come on. For the wild card, that's like way too crowded. You know Tennessee, realistically, for Tennessee to have any sort of chance, they need a home game which means they need to win the division. Well, but, okay, you know the whole thing about the home... Right. We can talk about the realism of it all day long, but what I'm saying is 
what matters to this team is getting in the playoffs. You figure out the whole. It, it, you got to be able to win wherever when it comes to the playoffs. It's not. It's hey, not and, about. And clearly, they haven't done that this season. No, you're right. But what I'm saying is, if you don't win this, you've got to. This is the game you needed to win to continue to keep your separation, which I, you know, I talked about. And I think mm. I said it about three different times. The reason why is this right here. Now you have opened the door for other teams. So Buffalo, Baltimore, both win their games. You know, Buffalo forces Jay Cutler to, to be an idiot and throw three interceptions. And, you know, Kenyon Drake still has a, a good game. And that's about the only thing you really want to mentioned for Miami in, in that game because the rest of it was crap. Buffalo's defense came up big. LaShawn McCoy had another uh, performance, and, and the Bills I, get their win. Ice cube in the freezer. That's all I'm saying. Exactly, but what I'm saying is you're you're opening the door here. So you're playing a really great team in the Rams that need yes. to win because yes. – you know, they don't know what's going to be happening with, with the Seahawks at that point, or they might know, but either way, they're going to be either be playing at the same time or they're going to be playing uh, after the, you know, before them. And so you could go to eight and seven and you're you're letting the, the Chargers in at that point too. So, you know, Buffalo, Baltimore, and Baltimore has the easiest schedule out of anybody Left. Oh, so the chances of them losing are very slim. So they're going to be ten and six. Buffalo has a really hard game against the Patriots next week, but even then, okay. But but again, my point is the Ravens could easily put you out of fifth place. You're you're trying to hang on for dear life for sixth, and and you may not get in because you can't beat the Rams and, and Jaguars. Had you beaten the 49ers here, you'd be 9-6 and six and you'd be fine. Right, but and that adds another element, fighting for 6 when, let's face it, you're still talking about not just locking up at least a wild card spot at minimum. Because keep in mind, the Jaguars, all they did was lock up a playoff berth. <laughs> That's it. But instead of having to fight for that fifth, that sixth spot. Now you're in a situation to where had you won, instead of having to fight for fifth and sixth, okay, you could take an L, whereas you would have the luxury of potentially fighting for third. Mm-hmm. And, that's what, and this is what I mean. The fact that they had loftier goals than, oh, just getting in. They're like, hey, this is still our division. Yes, the Jaguars have come on strong. Yes, they're tough. No, they're not the same team that they hung 40 up on early in the season, and they know that. But they wanted to make that divisional game in particular matter. Now, you're making a very tough ask to take care of business, and if Jacksonville takes care of business, then it's a completely moot point. Yeah, exactly. And this this is one of those things. I mean, 
Look, again, the offense did what they were supposed to do. The defense did not. And then that's been a problem for them this year as well. The defense is not holding up their end, but that that team needed one stop. At the end, they couldn't do it. And then now you're you're in trouble. So big big loss for the Titans there. And should now that will be a nail biter time for for both of them. Uh, you talked about it. The Rams went in to CenturyLink Field and Ooh. dominated, demolished, demoralized. I can come up with some more synonyms if you want. Declawed. Yes. Uh, uh it's whatever. It, listen, Todd Gurley had himself a day, and. That the Rams just owned them in every single facet. Russell Wilson got sacked to high heaven, committing turnovers. It is ridiculous the way no, the Rams. awkward passes 30, 40 yards away. Yeah, just not Russell Wilson at all. Not the Seahawks we're used to seeing. The Rams absolutely look like they deserve to be winning that division and now all they got to do is is uh, win out or help the Seahawks lose the game and they'll be division champs. Amazing to say that they just moved back to LA last last season and here they are could potentially win the NFC West. What is about teams moving to L.A. and all And also the Rams playing way better away from the Coliseum than they do. I mean, what is it about teams moving to L.A. and all of a sudden being championship contenders? You look at the Dodgers. They did it, and they won a World Series after just three years. You have the Raiders. They won a Super Bowl three years after moving to L.A. The Rams is only year two, and they're already almost locked in on a division title. Yeah, I mean, and the and the Chargers are still got a sliver of a chance. So, uh, uh, it's I said sliver. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Baltimore's locking up that that fifth spot, but it's very likely the Bills could lose and the Titans could lose. So, you know, if the, if the Chargers could uh, win their game, you're looking at a bunch of eight and seven teams fighting for that that final six spot. Yeah, there's someone out there who would get the urge to call me and set up a whiteboard and a YouTube video. I am not 100% looking forward to that call, but I have a feeling things will work out that way. And they got the Jets and Raiders, so it's it's very possible now. You're without Keenan Allen. That's huge. Can I just say how pissed off I am at the Jets? Really? <laughs> 
all this season, you've done pretty much exactly what I've expected. Yet all of a sudden, you prove me wrong, and you prove Sean right, and you do just enough not to make it a close and interesting game, but just enough to make me look stupid and cover the spread. See, this this is why I'm glad I don't gamble. Yeah, see, no, but they played well for the most part, and that last touchdown really was, you know, that was nothing. I mean, Ingram, credit to Ingram for running that whole thing, but I'm saying, like, it really shouldn't have happened. And it, it was a lot closer than the score indicates, but give that team credit for coming to play. I mean, just like the Bucks. The, no, I didn't the, that want team to didn't give have team credit for coming to play. <laughs> that team had nothing to play for, and they they went out there and, and almost won. Imagine yeah. the, the, the craziness that would be the NFC South right now even more if the Jets had won. No, I'm giving the Bucs a bunch of credit. That's not my issue. My issue is with the Jets. <laughs> no, I'm saying the Jets also went out to play when they could have just laid down. And that's my point. You should have laid down. Why? Oh, they aren't the Bengals here where the idiot coach decides two games before the season ends, oh, I'm going to announce that I'm resigning. I mean, why wouldn't you tell him to do it after the season? I don't understand. No, but, because, again, he's giving them the opportunity to say, hey, I'm quitting before he would be fired. He knows what's up. Well, you can just go resign the day after the game. No, you don't even or do Or the day that. of the last game. Just no. hand in your paper. You don't even do that. You give this team... In the mediocrity that is Andy Dalton and all this, say, hey, win two for the Lewis. This is what you do. Win two for the Lewis? They're not going to do that. Do they really care about him that much? I'm not saying that they're going to. I'm saying this gives them an opportunity to. Rather than waiting and waiting, and who's to say the minute after the final whistle, the Bengals owner tweets and says, yes, Marvin Lewis is fired. Yeah, but he could also hang in, hand in his resignation paper before then. I, I just, I feel like, and it'd be hilarious, though, if somehow the Bengals were to beat the Lions next week. But I doubt it. I'm just... <laughs> I don't know, this all seems silly, but the Bengals just didn't show up. Uh, they didn't seem to care. And you got the game that, that you got on... See, Jack, you should have used that in this example. You should have played like that. You would have made a lot of people happy. Case Keenum, once again, having another terrific game. Teddy Bridgewater comes in, and the first thing he does is throw an interception. <laughs> I mean, call a timing on my part, but I was like, yeah, great to see him in the game. It would be even better to see him throw. And I got my wish. (laughs) You wanted to see him throw, well. Yeah, I did. did. And I'm like, you know what? I should have shut up. Really should have shut up on that one. Oh, but the Saints won. Eventually, the Vikings blew out the Bengals. The Ravens blew out the Browns. 
I'm looking for tickets to Cleveland, baby. Do me right. You want you want in that parade, don't you? You damn straight. If they if anybody's listening right now, you need a grand marshal. I am very affordable. Hell, even if you just give me tickets to a Cavs game, I'm set to go. I'll make all the appearances. I'll make your city look better, which I know is tough to do. But just come on. You got a grand marshal right here. We'll make this work. I'll even hold a bottle of Excedrin on a stick if you want me to. (laughs) I want to see that happen now. It needs to happen. He will get, get Eric some passes to go already. Uh, the Panthers, or not the Panthers, I'm sorry. The Jaguars, I was thinking of a different cat here. Uh, so, Blake Bortles has one heck of a game for himself. Yeah, because he uh, realizes, look, they're looking for another quarterback. Uh, I got to make myself look good here. <laughs> and Keelan Cole has taken advantage of all these receivers going down and been amazing. Uh, since then, 186 yards and a touchdown. This dude has been on fire in the past like three weeks now. This is and, a bit, and this contributed to the week of no-name players. I'm looking at some of these leaders and touchdown scorers, and I'm like, why haven't I known of their existence until? Yeah, Corey Grant scores a touchdown. <laughs> so I mean, look, the Jaguars are, are doing Jaguars things, just rolling three, but they score 24 points in the second quarter. Just blowing mm-hmm. the Texans open. Uh, with TJ Yates is somehow still throwing a football in 2017. And, you know, it is what it is for Houston. Hey, somehow TJ- DeAndre Hopkins still got him a touchdown, though. Exactly. TJ Yates is in because Tom Savage got hurt. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I just think about this. You were already in dire straits turning to Tom Savage. Now you don't even have him. <laughs> if and I'm then the, you have two I'm games. Deshaun, ja- uh, Deshaun Watson in a bubble. <laughs> then you have two games that the Eagles are still fighting for, you know, the trying to go up in the, the standings or fighting off, making sure they can fight off the Vikings for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. The Giants have an extra point blocked and a field goal blocked. And they probably could have made this a different game and actually won with Eli Manning throwing 434 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Foles four for – this was a shootout, very entertaining contest for both these teams. Sterling Shepard came back and had a nice game. That was really great to see, uh, I guess, Eli Manning going out on a nice note. but Again, Eli, we hate Chad Henney. We don't want him here. Come in and give Blake Bortles some competition for the love of everything holy. (laughs) The Eagles get to keep where they're at, and Foles gets to make everybody be happy about the, hey, or they're not happy about it, but oh, Carson Wentz, it's get okay well, for right get now. Well, get well soon, but but, but Nick's kind of got this for now. And what's important, they stay where they're at. They do clinch the first round by. 
So now it's just a battle for home field. Yeah, they play the Raiders on uh, on Christmas Day. So, or Christmas night, I'm sorry. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, what they decided to do with, with that, you're going to have a what Houston and the Steelers on in the afternoon at like four mm-hmm. o'clock, and then you're going to have the regular Monday night edition with uh, Raiders and Eagles, uh, which the Raiders are basically eliminated. There'd have to be some ridiculous different look, circumstances happening. <laughs> look. There were circumstances for the Cleveland Browns three weeks ago, okay? This is the territory of math. It takes the brave, willing, stoned, and back crap crazy to venture down this road. That's why I'm here. Yeah, you would think the Eagles go and take care of business since they have something to play for there. As long as there is no snow. Why not? Why don't you want snow? Ah, Eagles, late in the season, expectations on the line for what happens at the end of the season, Santa Claus, snowballs, people remember. Oh, gosh, you're too much. Too much. Look, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't bring it up. If we're not on the verge of the 49th anniversary, I wouldn't bring it up. But we are, so I am. And you also had a Cardinals-Redskins game that was actually entertaining. They stayed it stayed close the whole time. Uh, Blank Gabbard had several opportunities to try to actually get the Cardinals the win and couldn't do it. So the Redskins win another game. And you know what that means for Arizona? Guess who's coming back at quarterback? Drew Stanton. Yes. He's been announced. for God's sakes, why? He's been announced as the starter. What an idiot. Like, (laughs) come on. Stop it. Stop it. That's the Blaine we all knew and could not stand here in Jacksonville. He finally showed up. <laughs> what? Let Blaine play the last two games. Who cares? You're apparently six and they, eight. Apparently they do. <laughs> or I guess they just want to make sure they tank the last two, so they're putting Drew Stanton in because that's that's the only reason. Maybe, but like, even then, at six and ten, you're not going to get much higher. Unless they're really aiming for the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. Hey, why not? You never know. Yeah, uh, Sometimes uh, just because <laughs> you don't go in the first, you know, top doesn't mean that you're automatically awful. Look, look. So I'm just saying, yeah. look, I know I mean, he's got an attitude and everything, but Bruce Arians is like the kind of guy to. You mean like Johnny Manziel? <laughs> I see. I don't this. think he's going to be Manziel. He's a way better quarterback than Manziel. Downstairs, yes. Upstairs, you got question marks. I still don't think he's got Manziel's character like that. 
people hated Manziel. Yeah, like, because he the went... teammates wouldn't have done what the Oklahoma did, where he didn't play, and they still brought his jersey to the to the the, the captain's thing at the beginning. Like they wouldn't have done that for Manziel. Well, of course not, because that's Oklahoma versus Texas. I could give you a lot of differences between Oklahoma and Texas. Well, it doesn't have to do with Texas. It has to do with Manziel was an awful person in college. I'm just saying, like, it just depends on what team you go to. Bruce Arians is the kind of guy that's not going to take that crap. If he did go to Arizona, you know, he might get set straight. Or he might realize he's not going to play in the NFL at all. So you're you're not getting a lot in college. You want to actually make some money, you're going to have to tighten your ass up. So I just don't think that it's it's this, you know, if he has talent and it shines through, it does. It just depends on what team he goes to. Yeah, you have a point. But, yeah, I think that that's it for us uh, recapping the week. Uh, tomorrow starts the daily one-to-day one bowl games. Which I am not going to pay a whole bunch of attention to. Yeah, I'm, aside from Florida Atlantic. The, well, that's the one for tomorrow, so. Uh, Watch them hang like 70 on Akron. Again, Lane Kiffin, if you're listening... Trolls go for a century. <laughs> oh, God. Just All right, anyway. that bug out there. <laughs> and with that, that'll do it for us uh, this week. Or, well, not this week. At least until Thursday. So. Uh, uh, no. There's no Thursday game this week. Well, there's no Thursday game. We still got to preview the games coming up. True, true. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to do Saturday again. Well, I mean, it, it, it all depends. Thankfully, this is being a not pay week. There's no shenanigans. Although, no, I'm going to shut up right now. <laughs> Well, we'll leave that one up in there. We'll see. Maybe by Thursday, Eric will know what he's doing. And, you know, things will be figured out by then. It will be Christmas Eve Eve that night, too. So, uh, much different circumstances at that point as well. But, all right. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy what you heard here, you can always subscribe in the very many different ways that there are podcasts. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. We have a YouTube channel, WTM Network on YouTube. You can go find it and subscribe to us there. Many of you do. Thank you for that. Uh, you can go visit WTMNet.com where not only do you get all of our podcasts uh, that are on the WTM Network, which that has a, its own separate subscription thing where you get uh, not just this podcast, you get the kickoff that Eric and I are also on, where it's more of a debate style. We don't go over all the – they don't go over all the games like we do here. They uh, – you know, there's wrestling. There's uh, entertainment stuff. I'm sure there will be a Star Wars Last Jedi review for you on Wednesday morning uh, from the Radlitz guys. If you're – you've been – I know everybody. I, I watched Star Wars Last Jedi. I enjoyed it. I'm not one of those that hated it. I know there's a lot of people that did. And – uh, you know, video games, there's so many things for you there. So if you hit subscribe, you get all that. Uh, again, appreciate you uh, listening to us. Visit that WTMnet.com uh, for more things. Uh, we're getting into, you know, game of the year and 
end of the year awards for wrestling as well. So there'll be reasons to go check out the site there. So until either Thursday or Saturday, we'll see you later, everybody. Peace. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.